Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm your host, Vicki Tillman, and my buddies Sabrina and Kim are not with me today because I am an hour north of home with one of my favorite people in the whole world, my sister-in-law, Patty Tillman. So we have been compatriots or however you'd say it we both married brothers yes and uh we've been in league together surviving tillman this for <laughs> decades so um and and homeschooled both of us so yes it makes us uh, understand each other in all kinds of different ways yes so patty is here today with me because i wanted to talk about high school with special needs children so Uh, Patty and her husband, Will, have one of my favorite people in the whole world, too, is their son, Tommy. And uh, so I was wondering if, Patty, you could tell us a little bit about how Tommy came to you guys. Um, He is adopted. Um, We adopted him when he was eight years old from the foster care system. And I just want to say that he is the greatest joy that we could ever have in our lives and having said that he's also the greatest challenge and i know all children are like that but um there's something special about kids from the foster care system and then uh that relates to his behavior and and all of that but then also he is has some developmental delays and intellectual disabilities so when he first came to us his IQ was only 42 and he had been tested by the public school system uh, two times three years apart both times it was 42 Um, and I remember the first time he was only with us maybe a month or so we went to Vicki's house (laughs) and all of her children were young and they started playing hide-and-seek well they were counting to 30 And actually, one of the things on Tommy's IEP when he was in public school was to learn to count from 1 to 10. And Uh he still hadn't been successful at that. So I was a little bit anxious, but I just let them play. I wonder Um, why they needed to go to 30. I don't remember why they they were doing that. They counted to 30. So um, Vicki's mother was there also. She is a child psychologist. And we were talking about how Tommy's IQ was 42. Just about then, he went behind the door because it was his turn to do the hunting. And he counted from 1 to 30 flawlessly. And oh as if God. it was nothing. <laughs> I and, forgot that story. And Vicky's mom looked at me and she said, well, his IQ is a lot higher than 42. And But it was because of all the trauma and everything. of, um, And he had been placed in some very good homes but still he didn't know who his mom was who his dad what he called every mother mom and every uh, man was dad Um, so he couldn't possibly learn there wasn't enough settledness and security and love for him to learn well yes and so we had even before we adopted him we knew we were going to homeschool but and and we got some flack for that um from people thinking that because Tommy was such a social person he needed to go yes. to regular school but um what really became evident is he needed that one on one time with an adult the attention um just for him 
and that made a world of difference. So really homeschooling for him at that age when he first came was a therapeutic tool in his life to, to heal the, the trauma and the insecurity. Absolutely. Yes. And so the first um, four or five years uh, before high school, because he was eight when we first got him, he it, it was pretty much I was in survival mode oh, yeah. because of his behavior, a lot of um, acting out and throwing fits and, you know, um, a lot of kids go through that. But this is times 10, you know, with yeah. foster care kids. Anyway, um, but then once he got to the point where he knew this was his forever home, he never was going to be given away again, where he really was able to trust us. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when things, uh, from one school year to the next, it was very different. Things settled down. He, His behavior was just a lot more calm. And that's when it started uh, becoming more fun for me. And then that's when he's going into his middle school and high school years. So you had four years of doing hands-on therapy uh, through homeschooling <laughs> and oh, then boy. got to really start enjoying the academics with him. Yes, yes. And by then that was, what, late middle school, high school? Or yeah, middle in middle, middle school. Age? Yeah. Yeah. So not, not academically, but age-wise. Yes, yeah. age-wise. Right. So you guys then kept on homeschooling. So he was getting better and, and feeling more secure. Mm -hmm. But y'all decided to keep on homeschooling yes. this, this young man with some developmental issues. So yes. what made you decide to keep on doing that? Um, for me, I actually taught just a little while in public schools. Um, I was an elementary fourth grade teacher. And I knew um, for me, I'm not saying, you know, any other family, everybody has to make their choices, but I knew that I couldn't send him there. And mm -hmm. uh, not just for the academics, but also because of a lot of the teasing and stuff. Even yeah. some of his, the neighborhood kids were treating him, uh, bullying him and things because of his, he was different. So I knew he couldn't go there. Um, but also I had, you know, loved teaching and just felt called by God, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that this is Tommy's calling in my life right now. So and your training was yes. so that when Tommy came to you, yes. it, was, it was good use. There. Yeah, the public school classroom definitely trained me in discipline, <laughs> the love and logic and tough love or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call mm -hmm. it. Um, they broke me in for handling Tommy. <laughs> so, yeah, but... So tell, tell us then about high school. So, mm -hmm. you know, he is getting ready to go into ninth grade by age. How did you decide to go through the, I mean, high school is crucial. Mm -hmm. you know, it's got to be life preparation going on. So how did you decide to go ahead and go all the way through to graduation with him? For us, um, we already had um, goals. Like I always kept in my mind this one question to, from the very beginning. What will Tommy look like when he's in his 20s? What will be those goals? Of course, uh, occupation-wise, to be able to um, get a job and hold down a job, although we always knew he would need help, mm -hmm. like state assistance and um, 
the, we live in Pennsylvania, and, and they've been just wonderful in helping us work with Tommy. Um, and then also driving. Um, we really, <laughs> until Tommy got his driver's license in his hand, we really had no idea if it would ever actually happen. But Tommy lived and breathed vacuum cleaners and driving. <laughs> When he it, he was eight years old, when he came to us, he found this um, five-gallon paint can lid, and he drew a driver's wheel on it, and he drove that thing everywhere he walked. You know, he he would walk through the house, vroom, 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 and eek, you know, he'd back into the bathroom, beep beep beep. It was um, he just everybody he talked to, he'd tell him. I drove here. And he was just kidding because he loves to kid around and joke around. And people would say, you didn't drive here. Let me see your license. But that was what he really looked forward to. Um, and that actually is what taught him to read. Because from the very beginning, you know, he, he didn't want to have anything to do with school. But I told him, if you ever had any hope of getting a driver's license, you would have to be able to read that driver's test. <laughs> I didn't tell him that they actually would accommodate that by giving people who would read it to you. <laughs> you would have to read it. So that was a goal, a, a major goal. And I would hold that over his head. If, if you want to get your driver's test, we're going to have to keep doing this reading. <laughs> and I tell you, by high school, he was actually motivated. He he, he would want me to continue reading or to mm -hmm. continue reading through something with him because he knew he needed to learn to read that driver's ed <laughs> test. And that was a, a single goal that he had. So you had written goals for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they were actually written goals because I remember yes. reading them as his advisor. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he had his personal goal. Yes. He had his own goal that he owned, and that was. He wanted to drive. To drive. Yeah. Yes. And so, of course, I, I didn't want him to go for his license until he was 18. Um, so a couple years ahead of that, it, and we're talking years, because this thing with special needs kids, um, like I would use regular books with him. There were some special skills. He Like um, when he first came, he didn't know the difference between what and who and why. Uh. So we had special workbooks for that. But generally... I would use the the same books, but I would um, enhance it. Everything had to be manipulatives. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. anything in math we had to do with manipulatives. And so even at high school level, mm -hmm. you kept that hands-on learning. Going. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then, well, with the driver's ed... Um, so I got the driver's ed book and they had all the sample questions, all the rules and everything. So within that two years, we probably read through that thing. Not me, but Tommy reading through it out loud. It may have four or five times within oh, two years. Uh -huh. But by the, the final time we were through it, he was doing very well. Because, you know, there are big words in there. In that in little print. And there are words that I had to look up in the dictionary. Because <laughs> I, I kind of didn't, I knew what they meant, but not enough to actually explain it. So by the time we were finished, he knew those words. If he had seen them anywhere else, they might not, he might not have been able to understand it. But in that driver's ed book, he knew what they meant. So in his context that mattered to him, yes. he knew some pretty big words. Yes, yes. Um, and so anyway, 
um, we were talking about hands-on. <laughs> we are yes. talking about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we use um, this one um, curriculum. It was... It was actually for exceptional children on the other end of the scale. So gifted kids gifted. who are on, so exceptional kids on the bright end. Yes. And he was exceptional on the awesome end. Yes, <laughs> on the special needs, um, we call it. So anyway, um, there was this one curriculum that, and I'm trying to find it here in my notes, but anyway, it was a uh, one of those curriculums where, it was for brain learning. Oh, to, to help. Critical thinking. Yeah. And, but these books were for, um, like, even preschool, kindergarten, and early elementary. And mm-hmm. he was in high school. But the way they go through the skills, just very, mm-hmm. very slowly uh, increasing the skill level. Really what they're doing is going from concrete to abstract thinking. Right. So I bet that was that critical thinking press. Yeah, probably, yeah, yes. and the very that, early critical thinking, like abstract kind of. Yes. Look, yeah. And so Tommy, even though it was workbook stuff, but it was, um, Tommy loved it because he mm-hmm. was successful in it. And even though, you know, it's not things that directly transfer to life, but it was getting his brain thinking. It was getting those yeah. neurons kicking around yeah. in there. So it made the neural structure for further learning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then in things like math, you know, of course, the, another main goal was that he would be able to, um, at least in a basic way, handle his money. Yeah. You know, he'd be able to have a bank account and be able to make sure that he kept money in there, didn't overdraft mm-hmm. and all. So um, with math, uh, we definitely needed to do addition, subtraction. I even went into um, division and multiplication, but it was always of real life stuff you know like if we had kids coming over there were three kids we have 15 cookies let's let's how many of cookies will each of these kids get so Mm -hmm. we take the cookies and put them into two three bags which is life skills so he could be a host yes so he he uh division is way too abstract for him to understand but that got his cognitive skills going Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with addition, um, I always had money. It, it was always <laughs> real money. I had, you know, rather than the plastic stuff, because special needs kids, sometimes they can't transfer, right. you know, a plastic penny to a real penny. But we would do things. And this is in high school. Like, I'd have a pile of pennies and dimes. It, the pennies would be in multiples of 10. And I'd have two piles, a different amounts each. Mm-hmm. You know, which pile has the most? And so he'd have to pick which one had the most. Of course, at first, he picked which had the most coins. Ah. Then we'd switch out dimes and pennies. Uh-huh. And then he'd see he picked the wrong pile. Well, you know, a normal kid, maybe one or two times, that would, they'd get it. Yeah. You know, they get they wanted to look for the dimes. It, it, I don't know how long. We did so many of those little games with Tommy. But we I just keep doing them over and over and over and over. And finally, he'd get it. Yeah. So if I was going through uh, some kind of um, a textbook with him, I would stick with that skill, you know, and do manipulative g- games or easy-to-Google games. There's mm-hmm. just so much... Um, ideas out there for things like this and so we just stuck with it over and over and over till he got it so every little tiny skill that he got they all built up 
um, into, uh, and especially when in high school, like going to the ATM machine. Well, I knew Tommy was going to have to be able to do this one day. Um, so I would let him do it. I'd punch in my own pin number. That's the only thing he didn't have. But he would have to, you know, read the screen and figure it out. And, and we'd just go over and over and over and over until one day he was able to do it without me telling him what to do. And, mm-hmm. and so that was all school, going to McDonald's, you know. He would need to be able to go into stores and make purchases by himself. Right. So I would let him do it with me helping him. And over and over and over again, eventually he'd get it. Mm-hmm. So by the time he turned 20, you know, he was able to handle his own bank account. He did, you know, we did have one account closed because he kept overdrafting. A, a real hands-on learning <laughs> yes. experience. Yeah. I was not yeah. going to bail him out. Yeah. He had to learn this. And so now he he's very, the, the bank teller showed him how to go onto the computer uh-huh. and see how much he has is in, in his account. So uh-huh. he will do that. He's very careful to make sure he, he has, is aware of his money. Yeah. He makes sure he has enough money for gas for that week. Uh, you know, so all of those things he can do now mm-hmm. because when, when he was younger, we just went over and over and over and over until he was able to get it and do it. So, so your academic goals for him were at the same time life skill goals yes. for him. Yes. So his his math in high school was life preparation math. Yes. It wasn't statistics and calculus and algebra right. two, and it was things that would prepare him for life. Yes. For the level that that Tommy is on, we actually, I stuck mostly with even second and third grade math. Even Mm -hmm. third grade math gets a little bit abstract Mm -hmm. for Tommy. Um, But it's okay. You know, we went through one second grade book. Mm -hmm. We got another second grade book. And we just, you know, some skills he would have down, I'd go to the next one, you know, Mm -hmm. so... Um, mainly with them, it's repetition and yeah. And so for Tommy, when he graduated high school, he was well prepared for life, for managing money mm-hmm. and driving and cleaning house and having a job. Yes. And so he could run life for himself, and that's that's what his end goal was for yes. his high school experiences. Yes. For running life as much as possible for him. Right. He'll right. always need um, help and assistance. And even with getting a job, um, like we would find job applications online, like for Walmart oh. or McDonald's. We'd, we'd actually fill them out. Um, and I, after a while, I realized he would never be able to fill out a job application on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knew what they were and he knew what they were for how important they were and what kind of information is on all that stuff is so important so that when he was we did get the state and actually with goodwill goodwill is awesome with these he was awesome um working with tommy the job coaches he had and all so even though he they had to help him fill out forms 
but yet he knew what they were. And yeah. he wasn't like clueless right. and having no idea what's going on. Right. And that's all important stuff. Right. You know, he felt like he was involved in the process. So I think sometimes people look at special needs kids and think, what's the use of educating? Mm -hmm. But for Tommy, he is so well prepared. He is so independent, like up to his level and so self-confident. Yes. Like he is is self-assured and he conducts himself a lot better than some of the, the... the exceptional on the other end, kids. <laughs> yeah. That I know. yeah. And uh, but yeah. that was his high school training was about that. Yes. So he was very intensely educated. Yes. Yeah. And then another goal we had, and this is important for any kid, mm-hmm. but was for him to find his direction, his bent, his purpose mm-hmm. in life. And he came to me one time, and this was all on his own. And he's like, Mommy, I think my purpose in life is making people laugh. That's my purpose, making people happy. Because he loves to joke Mm -hmm. around, and he's naturally funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes special need kids have a little bit different logic. And they just think about things a different way, and it's 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 amusing, yes. And he loves it. He loves making people smile. Mm. Um, So that was important, too. And and that brought in... um, the spiritual learning with uh, churches and things. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We, I, I always made sure that he was in uh, programs where, and a couple times, like in some church programs, I had to talk to the leaders yeah. and explain because if if you've never been around special need kids, you don't know that you know a certain disciplinary action doesn't work with them right, right. so um i was able to help them understand that tommy is different and get them oriented so that it would be successful for both tommy and the teachers so was, you were careful to educate the yes. people that would be working with him yes and and i made them know that anytime you know we need to keep open conversations mm-hmm. so that that this would work and and generally it worked mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And so through that, you know, he, uh, we've had people, uh, well, I haven't had people, but I've read things online and stuff where people, you know, can special need kids uh, understand enough about Jesus and who he is and to have a relationship with with God or whatever. But yeah, it, and uh, it's just, it's organic. I mean, it's just natural, you know, and so... As much as I could, I supported him uh, growing into knowing who the Lord was. Mm-hmm. And um, so, how did you do career exploration with him? So he part of his calling was yes. to make people laugh. Yes, but there were other things you needed to do to prepare him to work. Yes. Um, so the one of the things we did, and this is actually good with any kid too, mm-hmm. but especially special needs. We went on field trips all the time. And mm-hmm. I know that's a complaint that people have about homeschoolers. They're always going on field trips. This is the best part <laughs> of homeschooling. <laughs> but you know what? A- any kid, you know, the more experience they have, right. the, the 
broader their perspective, you know, right. the more connections they can make to, to the real world. And so we, I just took Tommy everywhere we could, you yeah. know, um, a lot of it was nature stuff because, you know, kids learn a lot from yeah. nature, but as many experiences as he could. And it, you know, we very quickly learned things that Tommy could not stand, you know, mm-hmm. um, he loved animals, um, and anything like that, things that he loved to do. Uh, he loved machines and and loud machines, and especially trains. And trains yeah. Yes, and so now at Goodwill, you know, he works with some cleaning equipment and things, and uh-huh. so um, he he loved mechanical things. And so my husband happens to like to do projects and stuff mm-hmm. around the house. So Tommy was always there, tagging along. You know, using the screwdrivers and doing all that. And that all relates to driving. Driving right. is very mechanical. Right. So as as much stuff as he could do, as many experiences as he could do, science always, as much as I could every day, we did a science experiment. We, you know, we had frogs living in the house. A lot of homeschoolers yeah. are the mm-hmm. same way. But anything any experience that's all job exploration right you know <laughs> yeah so the the richness of experiences prepared him for the working world yes yeah and then just even just conversations um if people are talking about something mm-hmm. you know if he didn't have all these experiences um normal kids might be able to pick on up on things but special need kids, they don't pick up on things. They don't mm-hmm. pick up on social skills or... or the, what, the nonverbal cues yes. and all those things, yeah. And um, so he knows, uh, he's a lot more aware uh, in conversations. You know, he feels mm-hmm. more apart because he's had all these experiences mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he knows where people are coming from, what they're talking about. Yeah. And so that's all extremely important for special yeah. need kids. Cause, and then, of course, the loving... The hugging, the pats on the back, mm-hmm. give them rewards. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy about giving uh, rewards. You know, so kids think that the only time they'll do something useful is if they get a reward, and there's a lot of truth to that. But not special need kids. Yeah. Special need kids need rewards. They need it because there's so much that they, they can't do. Yeah. So they, especially the loving and the hugging. But, mm-hmm. you know, candy's good too sometimes if, if you're into candy. They <laughs> <laughs> can do what works, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Taking them out for ice cream or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they need to have that extra support and, and to know that, that they're doing well. Mm-hmm. And people appreciate that they are. So how did you know academically when he was through with high school? Um, Because he wasn't doing, you know, like Algebra 1, Algebra 2, Geometry. You know, it wasn't a traditional mm -hmm. high school program. Mm -hmm. So how did you know when when it was time to be graduating? I knew in my knower <laughs> that he, there's nothing more that, that you could, could be do. done to prepare him for, for real life. Mm-hmm. He, he needed to have real life. Mm-hmm. You know, if he were going to continue growing, it needed to be in his experience in real life. Yeah. And that was, and pretty much that was happened right around when he got his license and everything mm-hmm. started coming together and he had gotten his first job, um, 
it was through our church they had a coffee shop and so they gave them a, a few hours a week doing cleaning and stuff and that was so important and so good for him yeah good environment yeah. to start out with and, yes. and to yeah. learn the value of hard work for someone else and a paycheck yes yeah yeah and it wasn't just mom telling yeah. him you know that <laughs> that he needed to look neat and mm. and all of that stuff um somebody else was telling him yeah. that now so <laughs> so you have to tell the story of him getting the driver's license because you know it's his aunt yeah watching him grow up i i would always say he would say, he was always talking about driving mm -hmm. and he always wanted to drive our cars and he always, you know, that driving was his thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I never thought really, mm -hmm. honestly, that he would drive. <laughs> and so when he drove, it was like, this is an act of God to like, God put that desire in his heart and God brought that about. So tell that, that story. It was simply just, um, knowing what he need to know in order to get his license. Mm -hmm. And of course, we already talked about the reading thing. Um, I, I uh, started taking him out in parking lots. We have uh, an area where we live where it's like a mile of parking lots that are connected. <laughs> uh -huh. And so um, just a little bit at a time, you know, and even when he got his learner's permit, um, you know, we would take him if he had to drive well when he got his license yeah. even after he got his license <laughs> when he had to drive somewhere you know i would get in the car with him and we'd practice we'd practice two or three or four times mm -hmm. until he finally got it and then he was able to do it himself you know and that's just all it was mm -hmm. we just would help him to practice um he also had some issues with his eyes his as far as being able to pass the vision his eyes are borderline mm. so um you know there was a lot of uh, stress mm -hmm. <laughs> whether or not he would be able to visually and he can um he can drive day he's mm -hmm. doesn't have a license for nighttime driving and that actually made me kind of happy that you know yeah. he could only drive some boundaries here. <laughs> <laughs> and so um everything was just you know, especially with the vision thing, because at that time, the state was starting to get more strict with it. So yeah. we had to have all these different permissions. And and every step of the way, there's a chance that it would be turned down. You know, so, yeah. But it's just like everything uh, came together. And he even, was a coach. He, he was given a coach for... Oh, yes. Um, friends of ours knew... Uh, driving coach and he was an older man and he agreed to go out with Tommy um didn't ask for anything you know in money wise I was willing to pay him he said oh no 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 this is act of I God just, yeah. <laughs> I just can I just want to serve I just uh -huh. want to be a blessing so um and I remember we have the interstate 95 going through Wilmington and um the first time we went out, I, I, he said, now, mom, you, you may or may not want to come. You, you're welcome to come, but I, you know, you know, I really need you to not say anything. <laughs> so sure. I'll go. I'm fine. You know, I'm sitting in the back seat and he takes him out on 95 and, and the first, he, the first, time. the first time. <laughs> and, and I, he wasn't even the driver. What I mean, the, the man wasn't even looking at me, but he, he put his hand back and he said, now, mom, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but he said to Tommy, he said, 
do you know where you are right now? And, and Tommy's like, no. And he said, you're on 95. It's not that bad, is it? It's the same as any other road. It's just it has five lanes. Now, it wasn't during rush hour. But anyway, and, and so I didn't go along with them again. <laughs> just, okay, you know, he's in your hands. But, um, yeah, all of that, it, and that is important to community. Yes. I had a lot of support from people, from, from homeschoolers, from my church and even this kind of community, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, don't be afraid to reach out right. to people and yeah. ask for help. Um, that's vital. One one thing you did as being part of community is always investing in community yourself. Like you yes. did choirs and you know taught classes at the Umbrella School and yeah. were always very active at church. So you were a member of the community that was contributing. Yes. And so people, just because you're always there and always giving, Tommy was always there. So people always loved Tommy because he was always there. Yes, yes. And and that's another thing with experience, too. Like, um, we would give him jobs like greeting or mm-hmm. handing out things. So so um, he was able to be useful. Yeah. And, yeah. And so he never felt um, marginalized mm-hmm. or ignored or I, I don't really think less than. Right. Well, there there were some situations when, when unfortunate things happened with mm-hmm. other people. And, you know, and there were times where we had to do a lot of apologizing. You know, I'm sorry he almost knocked you over with that hug, you know. Um, but, and, and then sometimes his humor, uh, people would take it the wrong way. Because they wouldn't know him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. I mean, and I guess with any kid, yeah. you know, the parents have to yeah. apologize sometimes. Um, so yeah, but yeah. Oh, and that's another thing y'all worked a lot with him is, uh, social skills. Yes. So he learned how to do gentle hugs yes. and he learned, you know, the distance you stand from people and he, he picked up a lot of stuff yes. over the years by very careful training. With yes. You guys. And even eye contact and all. And I, I was really pleased too with Goodwill when they put him through job training and a lot mm-hmm. of the things we were working with them on, they also worked with Yay. like uh-huh. eye contact mm-hmm. and, and how to address somebody and, and some kind of joking around that he didn't mean anything by it, but people mm-hmm. didn't understand, you know, all of those things, right. they really reinforced that. Um, and actually now he goes to a church that's different than what my husband and I go to, but they have a huge program for special needs adults. So he chose his own church. Yes. Yes. And he does the coffee. He's in, in the, they have a little cafe and, and he's the coffee man. He sets up, gets early every Sunday morning. And so he's able to greet people and he has his whole network of friends. Um, so it's. All of that was so purposeful when he was younger and up into high school. But it was all worth it. Because those skills, special needs kids don't necessarily pick up on them. They have to be directly taught. So that's important. So, So you had written goals for him. And you knew when he graduated, you wanted him looking like he was going to be the young man that he would be when he was in his 20s. Like you had that, when he's 20, what is yes. he going to look like? 
and you made the goals educationally to fit around all the life skills and training he needed. So he had history and he had science yes. and he, so he had all the academic areas, mm -hmm. but in a developmentally appropriate program for him. Yes. So it's very individualized education program. Yes. 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 <laughs> I even wrote up uh, unofficial IEPs. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, we should all have written goals anyway, yes. but for our special needs kids to have a, the, your own version of an IEP so that mm -hmm. you know what you're working towards and you know when you get there. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to be encouraged and know, oh, he knows his money now mm -hmm. and he knows the ATM now and he knows how to give an appropriate hug now. Yes. And that was a question that came up is, well, does he have to have an IEP? Mm -hmm. And I think like in regular school, the teachers have to have the IP because they have 12 students right. who are not their own kid. Right. But when you're homeschooling your own kid, you know what they can do and what they can't. Right. And when they're pretending that they can't do it, when yeah. they really can. Yeah. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to be like an official IEP yeah. for homeschool kids. But yeah. yeah, you just know what your goals are and yes. you're working towards them. Yeah. So when, when Tommy was ready to graduate, he did not graduate with the accomplishment that a an average high schooler would. Like, right. he didn't right. have the exact he, level done. He was actually pretty much on a third grade level straight yeah. across because I would test him and yeah. Yeah. So so on the on the level of yes third grade, but he had four credits in language arts yes. and he had four credits in math yes and four credits in science and four credits in history and two credits in phys mm -hmm. ed. He had the same number of credits as all the peers that he graduated with. Yes. Yeah, and again, like it was on a different level, like with history, um, because he was, he really liked reading stories about people. Yeah. So that's what history was centered around, you know, um, instead of talking as, as much about events, mm -hmm. I would just get biographies and autobiographies about people and yeah. then and then uh, through that, you know, develop a whole curriculum and, and talking about... Um, you know, what these people did, but it was always had to be about people. Because he's a yeah. people kid. Yes, yes. And field trips, lots of field trips. Yes, yes. And so when, when he graduated, when we made his diploma or his transcript, we noted that it was a developmental diploma okay. so that um, it, it didn't give the illusion that he had done algebra and things like that mm -hmm. but he had worked appropriately and and more than Carnegie unit credits mm -hmm. to get his four credits of everything he needed like he graduated with 26 plus credits mm -hmm. just like his peers but on a developmentally appropriate yes. way yeah. and the only glitch I think we ran into on our end because I you know, even though I'm his aunt I was his academic advisor at the umbrella school um, I think we had to write a letter to the um, was it vocational rehabilitation or something he was mm. working with okay yeah right after graduation to explain how he earned his credits yes and uh and once they knew you know that uh he, he had jumped through whatever hoops he needed yeah. they were happy as jaybirds yeah yeah 
Oh, he's got to please the state. <laughs> I know. And, it's, and, and Delaware and but now Pennsylvania yeah. have some really good services. Yes. And, you know, your tax dollars are paying for that. So you may as well avail yes. yourself. So what's, what's the difference to jump through a few hoops? Yeah. And we did start the process with Delaware, but then... Um, Maybe about a year after he graduated, we moved to mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, and and it, we wouldn't have been able to do it without mm-hmm. their help with yeah. all the coaching and um, knowing, you know, f- and other people who were working with us were wonderful and yeah. just advocating for Tommy. Uh, the one of the social workers would call me because sometimes she would find some kind of a glitch before we even found it uh-huh. and she'd warn us about it and, and say what we needed to do you know yeah. so um, we just have been very pleased yeah. with with our help so I know one of my proudest moments as an aunt was when he graduated and you know part of our umbrella school it's a fairly decent sized umbrella school is to have an awesome graduation ceremony <laughs> and uh, the kids have their cap and gowns and they march across the stage and and the advisors would hand his diploma so i got to hand him his diploma but and then watch his parents move the tassel from the mm-hmm. right to the left and to look at that young man who was now an adult and ready to face life mm-hmm. was just the awesomest thing yeah it so was... what's tommy doing now um he again he he has a good solid job at goodwill um, and then there's one day a week where he's off work at Goodwill and my husband work, has to drive two days a week, um, an hour and a half or, or so away to commute for his job. So Tommy actually drives with my husband and he's he's his driver on that day. So He's a chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, so Will can sit in the back and take a nap. <laughs> but he loves that. And then when we first started doing that... Um, it, it was really good because that gave a lot of time for practice, practice mm-hmm. driving. And because now he can drive, he can use a P- GPS, he can do anything. But the first couple years, um, it had to be practice. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, all those skills, they just keep building up. And now he has his GPS, he can go, you know, he's, he's driven for sometimes two hour trips you know, oh with, with people. <laughs> but um, he's, we're really proud of him. Uh, he, they love him at Goodwill. He, um, you know, as with any employer at first, he had to realize this wasn't home. This was an employer, you know, they, they don't put up with certain things. And, and because we had Goodwill coaching him for a year, they were able to deal with all of that. So now, you know, he's pretty much on his own working at Goodwill, but, um, all of those kinks were ironed out, um, and again, they love him at church. He's got, he still has friends from Delaware that come up here and visit uh-huh. him. He goes down and visits them. Um, it's, he, he's got a wonderful life. He's got a well-rounded yes. life. He takes care of himself. He works. He goes to church. Yes. And he has his parents who love him very much. And he's computer literate. You know, that's, <laughs> we made sure we got all that into the curriculum yeah. too. All the technology, just because. Special needs doesn't mean he can't use calculators and computers. And so our brothers and sisters that are homeschooling high schoolers with special needs, what's a word of encouragement or, or admonition that you would give them? <laughs> well, the main thing is, you know, and I, you already know this, that um, they are a precious, precious gift 
from God, what what life is really about, yeah. you know, is is love and relationships, and um, so giving that energy and that time is an eternal value. You Indeed. know, th- you're investing in a life for eternity, yeah. and um, it's just uh, fulfilling. I I. Right now, I can't even imagine what life would have been like uh, without Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, very fulfilled and joy. So just of all the joy, you know, there's as much challenge, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. It's yeah. worth every bit of it. So. Yeah. Well, I think we will wrap up. So thank you, Patty, for spending this time with me and mm-hmm. encouraging other families who either have special needs kids or no special needs kids. Yes. So it's a good investment. So Yes, thank you. Yeah, and thank you for joining us at the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And if you would, hop over to iTunes and leave us a review and some stars because that helps us to be able to be more visible to other homeschool high school parents. We will see you next time. 